this episode of the Full Nerd, Threadripper 2 Bandwidth Issues, Athlon is Back, and Miscellaneous Stuff. Welcome to the Full Nerd Episode 65. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. Who has to peace out in one it's hour actually exactly. episode 66. Is it episode 66? I just changed it to 66. Okay, well, welcome to Full Nerd Episode 66. <laughs> I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas, who's got Hello. to peace out in exactly one hour for a kid athletic event. I understand that. You don't want to get those big eyes looking at you, disappointing you. And yep. as a joy, we have our games expert, Hayden Dingman. Yeah, but we're not talking about game stuff, so I don't... Uh... Yeah, we are. <laughs> Oh, you're right. Expert in all things, including games. We could pivot. We could pivot, just like uh, RTX. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Hello, everybody. Uh, also, Leslie on YouTube says, uh, welcome back from PAX, uh, Gordon. How was that uh, that PC Master Race panel that you were on? It was a lot of fun, actually. It was really a blast. I mean, there were, there was like a whole contingent of, of PCMR folks, so it was really a blast. I, I will say PC Master Race, even though you know people are going to get angry. We don't have time just, to discuss uh, that here, but it's a... Gamers yeah. Nexus actually posted uh, the entire panel. Today, oh, awesome! So I haven't oh. checked it yet. I oh, nice. Been on it. If you haven't, Gamers Nexus has it. Uh, yeah, I, I should go find that and drop a link in the chat because I'm excited to see that. Uh, I'm also excited to hear from Hayden back from, uh, from yeah, vacation. Yeah, I, didn't, in I didn't go to Gordon's uh, panel. What? No, I didn't go to my panel. He doesn't hear what the hell I got. To say. Hayden was also at PAX. I was also at PAX. At PAX I, I think I did more work than you at PAX, probably. I think you did actually. Yeah. <laughs> Although you know. It's hard uh, to not, you know, put your foot in your mouth. That's that's a lot of... Yeah, know, PAX know. was fine. I don't know. There wasn't a ton there this year, I don't feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like even of- the... We were kind of spoiled, too. I wrote this in our... We did a hardware roundup, like usual. And, like, usually I come back from PAX, I'm really pumped because everything is like... Like, all the PC companies are there. Except this year, Brad and I went to Gamescom, and all the PC stuff at Gamescom was, like absurd uh they it was had awesomeness so yeah. much so weird everywhere you look yeah just like case mods mm-hmm. everywhere so like we took pictures of, there was like a star destroyer case mod a pirate ship like all this sure stuff. wasn't a jedi cruiser case <laughs> mod sorry not the sidetrack <laughs> uh, and it was like it was amazing and then i went to pax and it was like oh yeah it's just keyboards and headsets again <laughs> <laughs> it's just like asus has a, a booth with normal cases in it and uh, and dummy rtx's right yeah 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 everybody had <laughs> yeah the, everybody, our, uh, Right. Our Gamescom uh, coverage that we did, I did the, all the weird stuff that we saw. It ended up being like 50, 50 pictures or something like that, but I actually started with over 300. That's yeah, it's amazing. Crazy there. it is. And so, yeah, PAX this year was like, I went back and I was like, oh, I feel spoiled. Like, no, nah, <laughs> nah, I go to PAX and the, the PC stuff is, it, it's still for the U.S. probably the best PC show, but uh, or the best PC gaming show, I mean. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's it fair. was definitely a little bit of a disappointment after Gamescom, so... Yeah, no, no, there really, there wasn't much. I did walk the floor looking for cool things. All I saw are like, you know, you or the the uh, GeForce RTX coolers, mm-hmm. not actually video cards. Cause yeah, they weren't the <laughs> actual video cards, they were just the coolers. Yeah, so just kind of. Like, well, and I messed with be, the, totally because Steve from Gamers Nexus tore one down at Gamescom. It's all his fault. It's well, all his fault. Well, and I messed with uh, I was saying earlier in the chat, I messed with that keyboard that Cooler Master is putting out with the analog WASD. Uh, oh, so that was cool. Uh, what do you think? 
it, they were demoing Fortnite, so it's a little hard to get a feel for it because Fortnite only has like a run and a walk. You don't actually like have full analog movement in that game. Uh, oh, I see what you mean by analog. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll recap. It's like an MK850, uh, and basically the WASD uh, keys have I think it's the WASD keys WASD. and a couple of the other ones have WASD. W, yeah, it's WASD. Uh, have, have IR sensors, I believe, underneath them. And so yeah. when you push them down, instead of a normal key, which actuates or doesn't, it's a, you know, a digital switch binary one or on or off. Uh, these mimic sort of an analog stick. And hmm. so you can push down like the, the W key halfway and you'll walk instead of running, um, nice. which is like a very new thing for the pc like pc has never done that usually you hold down like a walk key in order to walk in a game or whatever but Um, it's more for vehicles what i sort of took it as when you're flying yeah if you want to like flying games or something uh and i mean it should work though in you know if you're running around um yeah it seems cool it also seems like i would want to put it through its paces for a couple of hours to get used to it and then also see how durable it is um i have I a think bad cherries feeling. though, right? Aren't they cherries? Uh, no, so they're. That's the thing is like the rest of the keyboard is cherry switches, I believe. Um, but I think the ones that are under the WASD switches are just like custom built in-house oh, switches. Right, right. There's a company that makes it, I think. Uh, so I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't pulled the caps off because I didn't want to like on the show floor Break start it. dismantling their keyboard. <laughs> hey, why not? Um, but I'm looking forward to trying it out at some point. It seems <laughs> like a, a cool idea um, and could really change the way that people use keyboard and mouse um yeah, i'm in, i'm intrigued yeah it feels so, like yeah. you would need a uh, game support for it specifically because no because that's the thing they're all built for consoles so they all have analog and, and support gamepad, in, yeah. Yeah. yeah um they all have it coded in i think they just don't use it oh so it basically thinks you're controlling the uh, yeah left analog stick oh okay wacky yeah that just sounds wacky yeah it's cool though uh it, it seems like it could be a big change because you, you know wasd has been like static for 30 yep. years 20 years yeah, yeah um, so it'd change. be cool to see some innovation now that we have that sort of technology to do it with i like it wasd may have been static for 30 years but only today did i learn that some people pronounce it wasd <laughs> well how are you pronouncing it i never heard that the first time i, I was WASD. uh this is like the west fenland uh you saw that article right is that a west summer? Yeah. Uh, so no, no. so Wes at PC Gamer uh, discovered over the summer that he's been using WASD wrong his entire life. What he's been he's been playing with like his his three like his ring finger on the the W I think he's, it's like this. I'm holding up to the camera. I'm yeah, holding so this what? is the way that you usually play middle finger and then the two fingers. Next yeah, to he it. had been playing it like shifted. What sideways. that is hell weird. Uh, and there's like a whole article. It's on PC Gamer. You should look it up uh, of him like re- revealing this to the PC Gamer chat room and Why all of them you... freaking out. Wait, wait. Oh, weird. I thought he was like admitting it to the world, but it was actually his his coworkers. Oh, he, and then he wrote an article about it and oh. admitted it to the world. Yeah, that's so. weird. I hung out at West, with Wes. We went to dinner at uh, at uh, Computex. Is cool. Yeah, but I didn't know he used it wrong. Yeah, he was. Like, so that, he, I wouldn't have so gone he's to using all him. four fingers. Is that? What? Yeah, he like had. I, think I, I mean, I guess I can kind of see that just trying it right here. But oh, yeah, yeah. It, this it seems horrific. That's just, no, it's it's. He's oh, doing I'll, I'll it like this. It. So, so it's like this. The pinky. So, yeah, the pinky is, is ring finger uh, w, and the two next to and it. And then one, two, three. Ugh. Like, so, Ugh. yeah. The proper way is I, I guess the middle I can finger see it. and the two around it. Right? I guess I can see it. But those are weak fingers. <laughs> also, yeah, like, you don't need to hit front and back at the same time. Well, get, you, you know, it's either one or one. Well, how so. does he hit shift key, which is like every game has? We have just hi- oh, we've gone true. off the rails. I know. I, yeah, I, I we're, didn't mean to derail our... Brad's got a hard one-hour deadline here. 
<laughs> it's all good. So, you know what else uses four fingers? Threadripper 2. Threadripper 2, we are going to go, we're calling it Threadripper 2 because you don't understand, you need to call it Ryzen, second generation Ryzen Threadripper. Ryzen of the Threadripper. Uh, we're going to bust through this really quick. Uh, you want to bring up slide one? Sorry, audio people. Basically, oh. it's a layout of... Oh, Did you number them right? Yeah, of course. Oh, sorry. We're busting yeah. out some slides. Basically, if you've seen the, it's the 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 topology of the Threadripper uh, chip. Of course, four chips all connected. Uh, there's four chips. There we go. Two of them share. Only two of them have memory controllers. So two of those other uh, sort of compute dies share the. Uh, uh, memory controller and the PCIe with the other one. Uh, basically, it's sort of like if you had your apartment, but the apartment next to it is connected to your apartment, and for those people to go to the hallway to leave, they have to go through your apartment, which <laughs> sounds like it really sucks, yeah, but you know, at least you are getting the income for that second apartment connected to your apartment, so you don't give a damn. He's like, come through here every day. <laughs> so, uh, But there are issues. Of course, there were some issues brought up early on that this is going to be a limitation with memory bandwidth. So we're going to go to slide two here. This basically shows... I'm going through it at light you, speed you, here. You, uh, you are going We're going to go through really <laughs> fast there. It basically shows you how much memory bandwidth per core you have or in uh, Sandra 2018 Titanium per core memory bandwidth. Uh, if you run that same CPU, the throw over, but you only run one die, you get about five gigs a second. You run two dies, you're getting about five gigs a second because you're basically using those two apartments that have their own memory controller. But then you start having those people come through your apartment all the time. They're like, man, I didn't know that you actually had a business that you run out of your house. So people have to come through my apartment into your apartment all the time. We're down at two gigs a second. This is kind of annoying, right? And just for comparison, wow. Core i9, about four gigs a second. This is actually That's measured per core, right? That's interesting to me in a couple different ways. One, it's interesting to see that when it's just the two cores or two dies, how much faster, how much more memory bandwidth right. Threadripper has compared to Core i9. Right. But it's crazy to me that when it gets overloaded and moves to the other cores, that the drop is by more than half. Yeah. Because it goes from almost five all the way down to two. That's a significant. Yeah, because you're going from those two apartment buildings that have their own hallway. Now you got like, oh man, I got business. Like this guy's got like a, they got a massage parlor run out of the apartment next to me. It's a pain. <laughs> Sucks. Okay. And for all these tests, I basically clocked the core i9 and the 32 core Threadripper at three gigahertz. All the CPUs were locked at three gigahertz to take any turbo boost out of it. Next slide here. This is 7-Zip, which, of course, was the one that's freaked everybody out. Um, I actually went in and looked at it a little harder, finally, after initially doing the testing. I tested it from 1 to 64 threads, which you can do in 7-Zip. And for audio listeners, you basically, there's a line that it hits a wall at about, uh, it starts... And all this is on PCWorld.com. All this is on PCWorld. You could PC look up World. Threadripper 2 memory bandwidth issues. And basically, uh, Threadripper is fine. You get up to about 8 threads. It kind of takes a right turn. You get up to about 26. It takes a, another right turn and then starts heading back down. You're basically, you're, you're basically memory bandwidth constrained at about 26 threads. In this particular test, 7-zip, uh, the compression component actually tests memory latency, cache, and out-of-order sensitivity. Uh, basically, memory bandwidth is an issue. And to sort of make sure that it is an issue, I, this is real, real or not, I took our Core i9, which is also a quad-core CPU, and I disabled three of those channels to bring it down to single-channel mode. And on the chart, you can also see uh, video. People can see it great. Audio listeners, 
it takes a right hook at about 18 cores. It basically, you, you hit serious memory bandwidth issues with this particular test in 7-Zip. So it is a real issue. It does manifest itself in some other places. We're going to slide four. Oh, sorry. So quick. We're so just quick. going faster. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I, I, I get like, time to If I go me. over here, Brad's kids are gonna be like, <laughs> "Brad's gonna blame." I got Brad's gonna have man. This is uh, sorry. That, that cat's cradle I song's gonna start playing in the background. <laughs> Brad's <laughs> gonna start crying. <laughs> I would have been here, but Gordon's just talking about this bandwidth issue. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. We got it. <laughs> We're up on slide four here. Basically, you can see this is VeraCrypt AES encryption with one gig. You can basically crank it up so it's just using a ton more memory. And somebody's drilling in the next room. Just doing construction here. We're building our dungeon. Uh, <laughs> same thing. You can see that basically Throatripper is not doing great. Two dies, four dies. It doesn't matter. It's just it's just not doing very well. And now I'm getting a phone call. It just doesn't do well. Core i nine awesomeness at uh, basically you know you, twice the performance of a Throatripper in the Veracrypt. And if you again take that Core i nine, cut it from four channels to one channel, it's basically below the performance of the third upper CPU. So clearly memory bandwidth in Veracrypt AES encryption does matter with very large workloads. And again, all these are set to three gigahertz. So break this down uh, for, for just like a high level. Like what does this mean if I just want to like uh, buy these at home? Okay, I got But I got to mention this thing because oh, you don't mention this. Yet. He's not oh, there he's yet. Don't mention yeah. this. We'll just skip this. We're going to go all the way to slide six. Oh, oh, I, if I don't mention this, Hayden, no. people are going to get on my ass. All right? Yeah, right. They're just going to like, right, they're just going to like. Slide six. Big, big, big asterisk here is Windows has uh, severe issues clearly with how uh the NUMA cores on the 32-core Threadripper are handled. AMD will never confirm this. They will never say anything bad about Microsoft because they are just best friends, never admit it. I can clearly say from seeing benchmarks that uh, Foronix as well as Digital Trends ran on um, in Linux and Windows, it mm-hmm. ran great. So just, just to let you know this, it does run better. But, but... The same, if by moving to Linux, you see a huge performance increase in, in 7-zip and probably other memory-intensive tests, but it's still below that of a Core i9, and it should be higher even because it's got 32 cores instead of 18 cores. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, we'll, we're going to go all the way to slide 8, and this is what this is what Hayden needs to know. <laughs> Hayden is like, oh, man, this I just got exactly the, what Hayden needs I to just, know. I just got, the, uh, got my uh, massive uh, lottery yeah. check payment, and I'm just going to go out and splurge. How do you gonna know? going to buy two RTX cards. For everybody. I want to make everybody jealous, and <laughs> do I want to buy 32-core Threadripper or 18-core Core i9? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, basically... If you are running at uh, lighter thread workloads below, say, 24 cores, generally that can take advantage of the higher clock speeds of, of Core i9, it's actually not a bad option. Um, so if you really just run these things, at, like a lot of gaming, gaming is going to be better in Core i9. Yeah. Yeah, more expensive and really the cost per core is not there. You're just not getting that value that you do out of Threadripper. But on a Threadripper, if you were like, hey, I'm Hayden Dingman. <laughs> I just got like, oh, my uncle just left me $4 billion. I'm starting my own game development company. Uh, I need to do some 3D rendering assets, that kind of stuff for the game that I'm doing. 
uh, you want a, th- a 32 core third order because it does. And that's have, true even with the memory bandwidth. Every issues. memory bandwidth. I mean, the thing about the memory bandwidth issue here is that a lot of applications aren't really that memory bandwidth sensitive. I'm finding some things can be obviously, but like Seven Zip, the test itself is based on what 7-Zip does, but multiple iterations of it. That it, it actually, using it, it doesn't actually do. Mm-hmm. So it's not that realistic. I also did some handbrake encoding, and it's not as memory bandwidth intensive as you would expect it to be. It does move the, the needle a little bit. But, yeah, if you're doing compute, rendering, that kind of stuff, you want Throw Ripper. If you're doing, you know, gaming, you know, video editing where you're not, you know, doing 50 different encodes at the same time, then Core i9 is not a bad not a bad idea, except that you will feel like, oh, I'm only getting 18 cores for $2,000 instead of getting 32 cores for, you know, 1900 bucks or 1800 bucks. So yeah. That's the okay. 1750 There we go. We get, hold but, that's but it. really, Everybody it boils down now. to, I mean, it, it still makes sense. It can make sense to buy the Core i9 for the same price because it does have those higher clocks. So, like, everything, especially when you're spending this much money, right. it boils down to what you're using it for. Yeah. Like all things, you it should be a, it should be a personal task. You don't want to buy based on your religious uh, choice of brands. You know, some people definitely want things just because they want them. You know, pick the best tool for the job. Right? <laughs> well, we got that's one, one, that's one thing I think that's really interesting since Ryzen has come out that that's become so much more of an actual thing. Like you actually, before you would just hey buy an Intel, buy a Core i7 if you want, or Extreme Edition if you need right. ten cores for seventeen hundred dollars. But now you actually got to think, hey man, do I need eight cores, sixteen threads for three hundred bucks? Do I need the higher speed to get as much gaming out of it, but a couple less cores? So there's yeah. actually a lot more decision making now. I mean, I tweeted yesterday, and, and I think Brad saw the the thing. I went to a Ubisoft event yesterday, and uh, we had actual PC demos for Assassin's Creed, and they were running on AMD machines, which is the first time I've seen oh, wow. a game demo at an event run on AMD machines in hmm. like probably four years at this point. Yeah. Uh, I was actually really surprised that never happens. So that's a really good sign too, because that means they're actually like, "Hey, we know you exist." I, yeah. I imagine you there know, were. Go ahead. There were a ton of AMD machines at Gamescom. I wouldn't call it an even split, but it's getting close. Yeah, it's uh, it looks good for them. Are you um, talking about just CPU, or were you seeing Vegas as well? Uh, both. Yeah. Oh, okay. really? Wow. Damn. Wow. Mostly Ryzen. Did you just share the one? Card? Yeah, Ryzen, Ryzen's the I think the bigger draw, but the the uh, these were running Vega as well. So. Oh, nice. That's, I mean, competition's good for consumers, right? Good yeah. for the market, good for everybody, right? Yeah. So I'm, that is nice, especially for Ubi, because a lot of issues when Ryzen first came out, um, you know, Tomb Raider was one of those things. They're like, what? Yeah. So. Yep. And yeah, they start to. That was the first. Uh, the the first Tomb Raider was an AMD game, right? And then the second, because yep. they were yep. using hair, not Hairworks. They were using whatever AMD's equivalent was. But it was graphics. Tress FX. Yeah, Tress FX. That's Ooh. right. Ooh. And then the second one, they moved over to Nvidia and, and Hairworks. Right. Uh, but that's just on the graphics side. The big big issue was it just ran slower. Yeah. Yep. For unknown reasons on on AMD than it, on Ryzen in particular. Yeah. So. No, I just remember I have all of a sudden it was. Thinking of Tress effects, which ugh, I haven't thought of that in years. <laughs> nice. Suddenly, everybody cared about their hair products. <laughs> uh, Vinesh was saying Tress effects was in both two murder games, but uh, I think yeah. it was in both. But they partnered with Nvidia uh, on the oh, second God, one to do hair yeah. works. It was a if you open up Rise of the Tomb Raider, you get the Nvidia splash at the beginning, uh, not the AMD one. So, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So you know, you pick the best CPU based on what you need. Yeah. Right? Cool. I like it, but... So uh, memory bandwidth, if you're going to be using other cores, 
don't be concerned about memory bandwidth is basically what your your you that's your final boil down what you're saying here yeah i still think if you need more cores for compute go for you know third ripper if you need higher clocks at you know not as heavy of uh, thread load go for core nine and then also asterisk think about if you happen to have an application that is heavily bandwidth memory bandwidth constrained then you need to also look at that so it's a little tough because how are you going to know but i gotta say for the most part it doesn't seem to make a difference so cool invented so controversies uh, you know, it's still something that had to be has to be looked at. You can't. Yeah, sure. Definitely, a lot well, of people won't say, "Oh, it's all Windows fault." It's all Windows fault. It's not all Windows fault because it still should outperform that Core i nine. Yeah, yeah. In well, Linux. yeah, because I mean, there were there were a lot of people before in chat. Uh, you know. Uh, not 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 today, but uh, in earlier times where they're just like, oh well, here's the here's the solution. Run Linux. Linux. It's it's right. way better for for this stuff. But yeah, right. And again, you look at the performance. Like, yeah, wow. There's a big step up for th- for Threadripper that is unexplainable on Linux. Um, but there's also a big step up for Core nine too. <laughs> and the 32 core Core uh, Threadripper is still underperforming an 18 core Core nine. Yeah. So it's it's not it doesn't it's not just magically gone vanish. You can't just dismiss it. So. Cool, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when we see a Hayden's game, pull on, because news, billionaire right next to us. Billionaire. We're all trying to chill yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hayden Dingman. I'm making that up. I'm going to be buying an Athlon. I'm making, I will a, not I'm making a World it. of Warships competitor. Oh. I targeted an audience of one. It's all submarine based. Yeah. <laughs> and it runs on Athlon? Runs on Athlon. See, mm-hmm. I'm trying to pivot here. Oh. Pivot. Pivot us, Gordon. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on. Brad says Athlon <laughs> is back. I, I didn't. I don't. So know yeah, yeah. Uh, AMD announced new Athlon parts this morning, um, which we haven't seen since the F- 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 eh, FX days. Uh, and it's like an overhaul for the brand again. Because if you remember way back in the day, Athlon was like performance parts, right? They were the high end chips. They're the first, you know, first to hit a gigahertz, I believe. Yeah. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, during the FX era. If you had an Athlon chip, what that meant is that it did not have graphics on board. So it could be the hmm. same CPUs, basically, as you would get from the FX chips, but with uh, no uh, no graphics on board. This Athlon is upgraded for the modern age. It's built using the Zen architecture, so AMD's new CPU architecture, and it actually has Radeon Vega graphics inside. Hmm. Uh, three compute units. Wow. Uh, and it's 55 bucks. So... Entry level, it's looking like they're looking to position Athlon as, like, the counterpart to, like, Pentium and Celeron, like, budget parts. That would be my guess looking at this. Hmm. Uh, But they're APUs now rather than the exact opposite from before. Yeah. Well, but that, you know, it is one thing they needed because down in that $50 CPU range, if you don't have graphics, you don't don't have, no one's going to buy your part, right? And they had nothing there for the first gen Ryzen. Yeah, no, they didn't. So that's a good sign. But oh boy, fifty five dollars with the, I mean dual core with. But I guess somebody's and it's good for somebody. Yeah, like yeah, I, it's who knows what you're running watts, with that. Thirty five watts, dual cores, four threads, three Vega compute units. It says it can handle seven twenty p esports gaming out of the box. Huh. Uh, I wouldn't push it too much harder than esports because when Gordon tested the Ryzen three twenty two hundred G APU, the hundred dollar one. It had eight Vega Compute units, so more than twice as much as this Athlon does. 
and you still needed to drop things down to 720p and make some graphical compromises yeah. to play on it. So yeah. maybe don't try to, you know, play Shadow of the Tomb Raider on this, <laughs> but you could probably get your League of Legends on. Well, may- maybe this will be included in the upcoming Atari box, huh? You know? oh, yeah, God. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, are they, are they t- targeting this at, at laptops, Brad, or is this... A desktop this is a desktop part. part. This is a desktop part. They oh, also announced oh, oh. a bunch of uh, desktop Ryzen alternatives for yeah. business today. Yeah, it just seems very underpowered for like anything you would use a desktop for at this point. Like I feel, I feel like the people that own desktops at this point are like mostly looking for more performance because otherwise, why wouldn't you just buy a laptop? Well, it depends. I know some people who still have desktops because they like the bigger screens that you can't get with laptops. Yeah. And, you know, the physical keyboard. Yeah. Uh, and I was poking around trying to make a build this morning with this thing. And you can get everything you need for it, as far as the box itself, not counting monitor, keyboard, whatnot, for under 200 bucks. So this And the operating system, good- Brad? Not in the operating <laughs> system. You got to run Linux to make the most of the memory band. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, under you know two hundred bucks, it'll you know play your videos. You can browse the internet on it. You can run Office. Yeah. It's, it's, if I if my kid needed a computer tomorrow, I'd consider using this to build it for school. Well, and uh, E. Lopez over on uh, on YouTube saying uh, cheap home theater PCs, main boxes, uh, embedded yeah. NAS, uh, yeah, all there, that stuff. There are definitely reasons. It's just like uh, that market seems pretty small at this point. Um, it doesn't. I don't know. Like, it seems like a lot of those are either you just go cheaper and you end up with, like, a, you know, like a Raspberry Pi based system, or you go more expensive and end up with a real system uh, most of the time. Um, like, most of the people that I know that are bi- building entertainment PCs at this point are just running something off a Raspberry Pi with, like, a USB stick stuck in the back. Um, yeah. I, I, that's true. But whenever you talk to AMD or Intel, because I generally feel the same way, I think that's, you know, pretty low end. Yeah. They refer to these as the high volume parts. You huh. know, the cheaper the parts are, the more that they ship. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And also we have, a, you know, a rather, uh, you know, American view uh, of everything. And yep. a lot of the world... <laughs> a three hundred dollar CPU is way out of their reach. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I could definitely see for developing nations, this is actually you know, decently priced. And then I guess you know you're really going up against a Pentium, which is yeah. I mean this yeah this is gonna stink compared to Ryzen three, but up against a Pentium, it's probably you know pretty competitive. I bet, especially on the APU side. Well, uh, it said it said the AMD said if you want to play games with it, uh, this is up to eighty. 80- Four percent faster at high definition PC gaming than its rival, although they didn't call it out by name. <laughs> huh. uh, HD meaning 720p. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney over on Facebook saying uh, the Athlon name is so damaged by bad performance, uh, they think it's an awful choice to resuscitate it. What do you guys think? I don't think. I mean, f- probably for us here, our perspective. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think most people that were buying this part would even know, know what that means. Yeah. Uh, I, and again, if you're thinking about bad performance, I mean, this is a $55 chip, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you're buying a $55 chip, I don't feel like you even care. Like, I I would be shocked if they knew what AMD was at that point. Um, but I guess maybe the point is, like, when Ryzen came out, there was probably some thought, like, well, could they reuse FX? Yeah. But FX got... It, it got... The brand got pretty dirty there at the end. It was... Yeah. I mean, it was it was getting beat up pretty badly. So. Yeah. But again, I feel like that's a, a consumer that might actually know 
Right. The brand name, I don't feel like anybody buying a $55 processor is usually like, oh, I need to look into who's making this. They just want whatever is cheap at that point. Right. Yeah. And if they're told at the store this can play League of Legends or, you know, <laughs> then, hey, what the hell? Yeah. And like how many, how many people are buying these, you know, standalone anyway? Like I feel like these have to be mostly intended for pre-builts, right? Just yeah. cheap pre-builts that you're just like... Great, this thing plays e machines. Yeah, this, this thing checks my email, and like I'm just gonna shove it in a corner and, and use it. Yeah, I mean, you know, PC gaming is a, is a choice in a lot of parts of the world because they don't have access to you know consoles yeah. as much as the console people. Will say, oh, we're cheaper. Not really, because you can't run in a lot of those markets. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't and know. I, I definitely I don't think that the Athlon name will matter much to the people that are buying these parts. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, uh, I forgot to mention that AMD said there are going to be two more, the twenty, the 220 GE and the 240 GE, but they'll talk about those when they launch in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, Whiskey Omega over on Twitch says, Athlon versus Pentium, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're making a new Streets of Rage, so yeah. honestly, it might be 1995. You know, and it's actually probably not, I mean, Pentium is too high end. It was, it's really out, it's really Athlon versus Celeron. At this point, mm -hmm. and you could some of those Pentiums were just like they were stupid, right? Those Pentium K unofficial K parts, those those things were crazy. So, <laughs> I guess I could use Duron. Nobody remembers Duron anymore, does it? Right? That's something that hasn't been around for a while. <laughs> well, I don't know. like that. I don't like the sound of Duron. yeah. It sounds <laughs> awful. I don't remember what it is. It's just all I remember. I mean, the name, but it's like what? It's just to compete with Celeron. It's a Duron. Uh huh. And what the heck was a Celeron anyway? I I I, I don't know. <laughs> celery, because that was the big joke back then. Right? Celery. <laughs> Duron, I don't dur, I don't, I don't know. Durton. Uh you know, if if you can't afford uh you know a high end CPU, maybe maybe you can just buy an external processor uh to help, you know, boost quality, right? Oh boy, that's an interesting thought. Yeah, uh, are we are we moving over? Yeah. We we got a couple I, fun little things to talk you, about. You're talking about an external processor, Adam, because I'm going to yeah. bust out two things that are very interesting. I, actually, Brad, oh, and, nobody told me Gordon would have a knife. Gordon always has a knife. Yes. I know you're a San Franciscan, but you know you always got to. So look, so it's interesting. You guys never heard of these things. So this is interesting. Well, so, I have, uh, but... well no, I mean, at uh, uh, Hayden Bradley, <laughs> like, what are you even no, talking think, about? No, I've heard of that. I think so, it's just Brad. Really? The yeah. M cable? Yeah. So first one is the M cable. This is a cinema edition. There's also one for gaming. Adam and I were messing around with it yesterday. The gaming one actually claims to offer AA support. So it basically smooths out yeah. um, the, the jaggies and will also do some No, I've image. seen that. Oh, really? I've seen that now that I, now that I see it. The name M cable. Yeah. Oh, yeah, damn it. Uh, from Marseille. Uh, Marseille M cable. Yeah. I'm, I'm not French, but. It's uh, pretty cool, though. It. For uh, audio listeners, I will describe it as basically a fat uh, HDMI cable that has a USB coming out of it. You plug this puppy in between your panel and your PC, and it just magically uh, uses There's an ASIC in the chip. Real-time offers image enhancement to the to it. Does it work? Are you testing that? Yeah, I'm real skeptical. So I remember reading about that and being real skeptical. So we, we shot a video yesterday. I, I've had this since E3. I, I, I chatted with the, the nice folks uh, at the booth at E3 and just haven't got around to, to trying to test it. But I was like, all right, I, I've seen... Um, you know, some thorough testing from Linus Tech Tips, uh, from uh, uh, who's um, 
Digital Foundry, uh, and 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 they were like, hey, wow, okay, we're we're seeing some good improvements here. But I wanted to do a blind test with Gordon, so I set up uh, our Ryzen APU build, uh, two exact monitors, one you know just standard and one with this cable uh and the video i just i just finished it up it's literally uploaded to youtube i just need to fill it out and push it live so it'll go later today uh but yeah gordon why why don't you tell them what you think so uh, we tried it in two different configurations and this was the gaming edition the gaming edition this is the cinema and it just simply does um, video processing i'll have to try this out i i believe this after seeing what i saw yesterday it does work first one we tried though was the ryzen 3 2200g Mm mm-hmm you know that's a machine that you're you're playing PUBG at 720p with everything turned down to get you know because you do have to turn up draw distance because if you don't have draw distance turned up you're just gonna die mm-hmm. and uh, you could barely tell you could barely tell at all um, and we also did try I think Tomb Raider um, what's it Rise of the Tomb Raider so one of them and you could you could barely tell and we're like what what why in the world why do that like linus and digital foundry these are two very respected people they've got good eyes they're not just making stuff up and they were just saying this thing is awesome we were like what because we're not seeing anything this is insane here we're i mean like, you you can you can see it and especially yeah. when i i did some some capture and show some b-roll like i mean you definitely see it uh, but it's it's you know yeah, it, yeah. It def- you definitely see it if you stop in the game and you lower your AK and you say wow look at that rock it's oh! <laughs> no, you just got like, you got to stop and you got to focus so I but I I don't know what it is but it's like this doesn't make sense so we also then took the main gear which is an eighteen core four i nine with two ten eighty eyes liquid cooled <laughs> badass custom machine yeah, I can, awesome I can machine it's, it's, it's right behind yeah, yep. there, you go. there you go and we cranked down the resolution and we cranked down the settings and you could tell like you i don't know what it is i don't know why we you could immediately tell like i could see i could understand why everybody say this thing actually works it's actually amazing that it works because mm-hmm. it does actually smooth out a lot of the jaggies but it only wow. did it on the 1080 Ti 18 core, and this has nothing to do with 18 cores or 1080 Ti. I don't know if it's an, an Nvidia thing and or an AMD thing. Well, so the the other weird thing uh, is that I tried to get straight capture uh, plugged into either our capture cards here or even an Elgato uh, yesterday after we filmed, and it wasn't playing well with it. So I don't know what's going on. Really? Yeah. Like so, I I, I literally had to point the camera at the screen just to get some some B roll of it. So I I don't know. You know, I, I haven't talked to them about what else is going on in there, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really odd because you know we basically A B'd it one with a straight HDMI and the other one with the M cable, and you could really, I gotta say, it it really looked. You could definitely tell there was a difference. There was A on which you would probably maybe turn off. In the end, though, yeah. I think we were sort of saying it's one hundred twenty dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars. Fifty, yeah. To, so there's the, the three foot to six foot for a cable. Yeah, and it, it does work. But would I rather take one hundred fifty bucks and go one step get up a, in the graphics card? Yeah, get a ten fifty Ti. <laughs> yeah. So it really is like, yeah, I'm not. 
I think it's probably best for console players is what I determined. Yeah, I mean, I d- d- Digital Foundry definitely was like, hey, this is this is great on the Switch, you know, which a lot of games don't have AA. Right. Uh, that makes you know, sense. And, and, and maybe natively uh, are, is running at 720p anyway, and you're trying to upscale it to a HDTV. So, uh, but, you know, Linus uh, did a lot more testing in, in like classic games like Quake, uh, you know, that didn't have solutions already built in and was seeing some stuff. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's like you can definitely see use we were just trying to find a use case for it because if if it doesn't work well with a 2200g or why why would you not use that extra money to bump a 2200g up to an external right. card but also if you're going to put it on a main gear f131 that's you're yeah you're you not know. gonna no, <laughs> yeah, no, you no, already no. have the power yeah so. you have internal AA at that point <laughs> solutions yeah. like your games are going to look fine yeah um yeah yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little Switch, odd. Switch it does makes work, sense. I mean, that's an investment. That's like half the cost of a Switch. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, even a lot of the like, I don't, I don't think the AA on the other consoles is very good either. So I could see throwing it on, especially like the the baseline Xbox One. Uh, yeah, because this doesn't support 4K. So yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh. So the, the, that baseline Xbox One uh, could probably benefit from it. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I'm saying that sight unseen because I haven't messed with it. So Yeah, the A's, it does take a really bad hit, doesn't it, Xbox? Yeah. Because it's funny because I sort of take A for granted as free in everything yeah. on the PC, but on consoles, they really do struggle with A still. Yeah. But I mean, it's because, I mean, we're six years into this console cycle or whatever, too, five years. So uh, that's part of it. I feel like AA was still a thing we were figuring out right. five years ago. Uh, and we've come a long way since then on the PC side, but they're still dealing with the same hardware that was underpowered in 2013 and now is very underpowered. So, um, yeah. PC. I'm not sure how I feel about the idea of a cord sitting between my graphics card or whatever and my display and just doing things though. Like yeah, it's a little sketchy. It's, 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 yeah, like what what what's to say that what they're doing is going to be right and not messing stuff up all the time? Well, and which yeah, uh, when you're on the desktop, you know, it's still affecting that, and it didn't get great results when when you're sitting on a desktop. Uh, Linus did say, and it's saying, you know, he wishes that maybe in the future it has an on-off switch or a pass-through kind of switch on yeah. it. Uh, and then also, I don't know if we mentioned, but this does take one USB slot for power. For power. I uh, guess you could pull the power as kind of a painful yeah. way to turn. But it on. you know, and when when I was there at E3, I talked to him. And I was like, well, why even make the cable at all? Why not just make maybe make this a dongle? You know, and then that kind of can make it a, a little bit easier and. Yeah, they, they didn't have a straight-up explanation for it, uh, but they were just like, oh, it's just easier to, to make a cable, but yeah. Yeah, and it's probably easier to, to get, you know, you're getting a cable out of it, too. Yeah, why not just do well, a... but it's, I mean, three feet for 120 bucks, like, three feet's pretty damn short, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could not use a three-foot cable the way, yeah. like, I just have Even my... Even on pop, a desktop. Uh, yeah, I have my desktop on the floor, and that yeah. would be too short. So. It's interesting to me that it's also the price increases for cable length. So I do wonder if they had to integrate it into the cable to keep complete control over the signal. Otherwise, they yeah. You know, if you yeah if you, if for you, HDCP or whatever yeah, and then or if you had your box and then somebody plugged their twenty five foot HDMI cable into it and it would just not work because it wouldn't hold up. You know. <laughs> also, uh, Linus did a uh, he ran uh, two. Uh, in sequence uh, with with a, with a little coupler, yeah. And he said it's it's great for CS:GO players who need that like hard edge detection. But, I guess. <laughs> I mean, look style. At and then plus, look at this cable. It's I mean, pretty. The, the it's shielding pretty on the it end. is massive. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, I. That's so like I, a, that's like an old DVI cable. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I do wonder if that's the issue, is they really need that signal integrity to make the, to do that on, you wouldn't think you would, but you gotta, I don't know, it's a little odd. Yeah, so it also does a little bit of noise reduction, chromatic aberration reduction, uh, and a little bit of its own color science. The color, we didn't, I didn't notice it too much, but the noise, you definitely noticed you know, it a did. little bit. I did, yeah. well, the noise, but definitely, remember we had, there was one, because you had a red um, desktop? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And one of them was like, oh, these 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 panels must not be uh, color calibrated because one is like a really deep red and the other one's like a little and it, a little it was the cable down. this one was on yeah it was a really deep red so oh you yeah. know what here we found the reason uh e lopez says uh you can buy the cable and then use it to watch uh, the full nerd with better aa oh that'd be <laughs> cool <laughs> you just smooth this out you like know? a polarization mode yeah, make yeah we should put it uh we should put it on this tv <laughs> on so i can really get brad's uh weird <laughs> we should you know, make the crystals go clear. away right yep perfect <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other external box, which I think is interesting, I have not had a chance to actually open it up. We will now be unboxing Creative Sound Blaster XG6 high-res gaming DAC and USB sound card with headphone by amp. Fancy. Fancy, uh, yes. Nice. So basically, I, I love myself a good sound card. Yeah, it's interesting. I uh, They actually make one that is a, a, a box that looks exactly like this for the Japanese market mostly. And that one is Bluetooth. What it is is you use it to hook up your really high-end headphones. You sync it to your phone with Bluetooth, and then it does all the actual processing of the audio on the box. This one is a little different. Oof. It's uh, powered Bluetooth. by micro USB. You basically get line in, line out, optical. There's a uh, you know the little cheater scout mode, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it basically sort of promises to get what you can get out of a Sound Blaster AE in a little tiny box. That works with consoles, interestingly. Mm -hmm. So you can actually power this up and run your console stuff through it, I guess. I feel like uh, I feel like DAX, and this is coming from somebody who uh, reviews a lot of gaming headsets, I feel like DAX are the next big thing that we're about to see a lot really? of. Yeah, I think that it's been warming up. I mean, you were you had, whatever, three of them in the office a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like more and more I'm seeing packed-in DAX with gaming headsets, uh, and... I assume that's going to be the next big battleground now that we've kind of the whole market's kind of shook out in terms of uh, mid-tier and high-end headsets. Uh, we kind of know what price those are going to be, and we know what features we're going to get. And outside of them redesigning the entire line every year, there's not much they can do uh, going forward. Um, I think we're going to see oh, so now a lot of these. And, and we've seen some in the past, like Astro has a, a DAC um, for the A40 and stuff like that. And SteelSeries, uh, the Arctis Pro, uh, which came out earlier this year, had a DAC. Um, they just last week said they're going to sell their DAC yeah, separately now. Yeah, they're going to sell that game DAC separately. Uh, and that thing is really nice. Really? Uh, yeah. So huh. I, I think that that's going to be our next big, on the headset side, the next big fight. Um, which is cool. Uh, it's varying quality. <laughs> Some of them are right, much better than others. Um, but well, and and it is nice. Like the, the Astro is when it's built into the station for the the charging too. When yeah. the Bluetooth, you know, like things like that, you know. But wouldn't nice. you like to have it separate so you can take it with you? Well, so the thing I like about phones? Steel Series is uh, Game DAC is they have a screen. They have a. It's like the I don't know if you ever used the H Wireless, which then was renamed the Siberia Eight Hundred, uh, but that was their like high end three hundred dollar wireless headset. 
I had a base station, and the base station had a little like OLED screen on it. Oh wow! Um, and nice. the the game DAC has the same thing. It's like a little two inch long screen, so you can actually like go through and adjust everything on the fly. Like, oh, I want to do you know more bass on this, and it'll just show you the waveform of your EQ and stuff right there. Um, instead of, I always feel like these are a little impenetrable. Uh, you're always like. Oh, I'm hitting this button. What does the button do? <laughs> right. I mean, I haven't installed the software. Enhance they may, mode. They may give you a little control. Yeah, I'm over sure it. they've got their software end of it, and that's probably what they expect people to use. But I like being able to just on the fly, you know, reach over on my desk, adjust the bass real quick. I, you know, I, I gotta say though, I, I, and it just this also has their dual amp thing. This is what they were pushing with the latest sound blasters, where they have you know uh, dual lines for the 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 headphone jack. Yeah. Um. I would love to plug this into a laptop and try because laptops are just the absolute worst, worst audio environment. Yeah. Worse than a desktop, I find. So they just sound like universal crap. I bet this would sound awesome with. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. You've got basically, like, uh, on a desktop, right? That's why the front uh, oh, the yeah. front panel uh, headphone jack is always terrible because it's poorly <laughs> shielded and it's just like, ah, oh, I'm going to shove this in here and it just buzzes the whole time. You get that, like, but everybody uses them because yeah, it's so convenient. Yeah, because it's convenient. Uh, and so I like laptops have the same problem. It's always just like you plug it in. It's like you sort of get that buzz and yeah. sometimes you get like a weird, uh, like a electrical interference noise and oh, that's great. Oh uh, yeah. My favorite is then to plug in a USB drive and then copy data. Yeah. And you can just hear actually everything pass through. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Well, but is this, this do you the have the cool si- thing about a design like that? Creative sent me one of those like a year or two ago. I don't know if it's the same model, but one that looked like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and That's it's cool because thing. you can it, it charges up it, it stores a charge and you can like use your phone with it and stuff. Right, that was the one basically very similar to this. I think it's the same shell uh, for phones, so you could get you know audio processed yeah. going to your headphones. This is simply straight. This is wired. This is a wired product. Uh, you know, a gaming laptop, perfect application, but also somebody who doesn't want to run a sound card. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to run a sound card at home. So why not? Aiden? Lazy because you're using USB audio headphones. Uh, so you yeah, don't even know what you're getting anyway. I mean, that's the thing is like most of the gaming headset market has also moved to USB with a built-in DAC in the USB cable. So um, yeah, see, that's a bummer to me because I mean it's going to sound cleaner because you're at least outside the box. Yeah, but, I mean it's uh I find it sort of frustrating because I like to just have one pair of headphones that I'm using for a lot of stuff, uh, and those you can't like I'm not going to plug them into my phone. So, um, but I, it makes sense for the majority of people to just you're at a pc with a bunch of usb ports like why right. would you not be using usb right um yeah I, that that one i find less offensive than like phones getting rid of 3.5 jacks and replacing it with nothing right um no 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 usb c that's a mess yeah read our uh, website Monday yeah for that. getting rid of uh 3.5 and making your charging port your headphone jack also uh yeah, yeah all that is nonsense do you have any uh, philosophical objections to external DACs? Like, clearly Brad was saying, oh, I don't know about having this, you know, uh, image processing outside my sound or video card. What about external to your PC? You cool with that? Um, in general, I'm cool with that uh, because it's th- if, I was, if you connected that to a sound card, that would be different to have a sound card run to an external DAC into a headphone, which is kind of the deal <laughs> with that other cord, yeah. graphics card into this, into this. Yeah. But oh, uh, a lot of people I know like those external DACs because so they can just sit them underneath their monitor and just turn the knobs and do stuff right there. Yeah, like I, I ran headphones through a uh, through a like audio processing unit for a long time. Like a, it was a Scarlett 2i2, so it was a 
audio interface, mm-hmm. um, and it has a built-in sound card in that, um, but it's an external unit also. Uh, I know it sounded great. Um, I don't... I I think that the, for the majority of people, and like this is kind of why I don't have a sound card, um, I don't think most people need a sound card at this point. Like I, Most people are not going to hear the difference, especially yeah, get, on get their... Get out of here. here especially, oh. Oh, well, no, no, no. Whoop, his no, mic's cut. Whoops. Especially on their crappy, uh, <laughs> on their crappy like $20 Logitech speakers, like... You're not going to notice the difference. Most people are not using headphones or speakers that are good enough quality to ever take advantage of something like this. Well, maybe, and maybe you know they what? should. They're playing Wasid like this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm going to trademark it the West Finland way because you got West Finland and you got that other one right. Whatever there's Cordy and then there's the weird ass like keyboard layer. <laughs> you got the West Finland style. It's like yeah, that's the. No, no, <laughs> I don't do that way without getting in trouble. I agree, way. Adam. Like, I feel like most people should have pretty nice speakers or a nice headset. And, like, we do a lot of headset reviews, and I try to, like, balance, you know, like, the HyperX Cloud was a great pair of headphones that also cost 70 bucks and it was like great just please buy this like upgrade from your your crappy earbuds it's not a huge expense you'll get audio that you never knew you could have for 70 dollars um but the vast majority of people are just like i'm using earbuds or i'm using like a turtle beach like a 40 dollar turtle beach headset or whatever and those people are not going to benefit from having this the same way that like most people don't need a full 5-1 system with a with a amp in their house they just like run a sound bar and they probably run like the cheapest sound bar they could find on amazon well uh, we we got a good question i have a hundred dollar video sound bar (laughs) yeah that's decent (laughs) better than most people i bet yeah uh we got a question from specter uh at what price do you get uh at what price are headsets good enough in your opinion uh for the vast majority of people or yeah. for for like somebody that cares about audio i would say for the vast majority, vast majority. of people like 80 to 100 bucks you like, probably, like a cloud yeah like yeah. a cloud i mean we still recommend the cloud that's still our we have a you know a gaming headset recommendation hub and we after four years took the cloud off so that we could replace it with the cloud atlas which was just the upgraded version of the cloud <laughs> great uh, it's a fantastic headset HyperX has nailed that market for years and years but there's more and more competition too in that that like 80 to 100 range and the reason is that like that's a totally safe range for people to spend money on for a headset um I think for like people that care about audio, you're definitely better off going for like 150 or 200 bucks, or really you're better off probably buying headphones if you care that much about audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's not a very expensive market either to get good studio headphones. Well, um, and even if you take the you know the the cloud alphas and and plug it into that uh, that external deck right there, that's that's still a pretty good jump too. Yeah, it's better other than motherboard audio. Yeah, and that's like I think I have a I have what hd280s sennheisers at home and i think uh the other big popular one is uh the what mtx a50s or atx a50s the audio technicas i can't remember what the exact number is that everybody loves uh and those are both like like the 280s i think are hundred dollar studio headphones the audio technicas that everybody loves are like 150 yeah that's Uh, what i have i have sennheisers as well the hundred dollar ones yeah they're the hd280s are great great headphones and and if you really care about audio you can get that and then just buy like a cheapo mic uh to run on the side like the the chat part of your equation is not that good or does not need to be that good anyway um so yeah, if that's or you could be like me and just I have my gaming headset and then I have my not gaming headset. Yeah, and, I, and I've got those lying around too. I mean, I review this stuff, so I have a million pairs of headphones mm-hmm. lying around. But yeah, I think a hundred bucks for a headset is 
more than enough uh, for most people. Um, if you're a big audiophile, you probably are going to spend many times that. But um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was a sound major in, in college, and like I still think a lot of those sub hundred dollar headsets sound pretty pretty damn good. So really, yeah, good mm-hmm. enough for like the yep. d- for day to day. Like I'm just playing video games. Like who cares? Yeah. Is, yeah, comfort I'm, is probably more important. Yeah, you know, exactly. Really. And, and like yeah. at that point, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like it's worth people spending four hundred dollars on headsets that they're just gonna like play Tomb Raider on or whatever. Like it, the the differences are so minute, and like a lot of those games are not mixed very well anyway. So yeah. uh, who who cares? So just just to give you an idea, the Sound Blaster X uh, G six is one fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it just tells you how prices can get. It's uh, got a 32-bit, 384 hertz. And, and cable or sound blaster. Well, and, that, yeah. and that's, I think, another thing, yeah. another thing that's worth pointing out is it's probably better, uh, if you, like, really care about audio, is probably better to buy, like, spend some money on a decent DAC and run, like, a like $100 pair of headphones through it than to spend $300 on a pair of headphones yeah. and then run it into your motherboard, <laughs> motherboard <on> you. <laughs> through the front <laughs> panel connector. Uh, like, that's going to, you're, yeah. you're going to get much better results out of investing in something like this and then putting, you know, your your cloud or whatever into it uh, than you would from running, like, a pair of studio headphones into that front motherboard jack. I think I may try this because I'm so lazy I haven't even changed my sound card at home. Maybe I'm just going to run this over USB to see if, you know. What are you? What's your sound card at home? It's some older. Is it 20 years old at this point? I, it's, I don't know. Dug it out of the cellar? I think I had to dig it. It's like, I think it's like an ISA card at this point, which I actually did pay for at one point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to try it. Yeah, but that's a good point, though. 150 for the cable or 150 for the DAC. I'm also, uh, let, let me just say, I'm happy that Sound Blaster made a, another audio-related product yeah uh because my biggest pet peeve is that creative puts the sound blaster uh logo on like their keyboards and stuff because it's, <laughs> and it's a like, big brand <laughs> it's a it's an audio brand why are you putting it on your keyboard dude, dude they put pol- leds at ifa polaroid had uh windows laptops really bad like netbook things and i was just really? like oh, as a polaroid fan i'm just like stop doing you know it would be cool though <laughs> if they made a keyboard that had a deck built into it Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I would be down for that. Maybe even AA. It's just frustrating. It's like when GameSpot covers movies and you're like, you have game in the name. How could you do this? <laughs> sound Blaster, you can't betray me and put your yeah. Sound Blaster the sound logo card, on the, the keyboard. The AE5 has LEDs. And you know, do you know why, Hayden? Because it's a sound card with LEDs, which is, everybody was like, what? Yeah. But that's like, you want to sell something, you put LEDs on it. Yeah, yeah. I wrote up that HyperX SSD with a with a RGB LEDs. panel. Yeah, it's beautiful, too. It's it's gorgeous. I just don't understand why. Because it got LEDs. Uh, all of my SSD mounts in my case are behind the, back, the back panel, yeah. so you would never see it. <laughs> it's all about, it's fashion. You go with PC fashion. Yeah, I mean, right. it really is at this point. Uh, let me just move out of the way so you can see that main gear machine again. Oh, it's beautiful. Look but, how uh, bright that thing is. Oh, we got three minutes because Brad is going to just, he's going to peace out here. Poof. Yeah, Brad's going to go play soccer. Do right. we have any I'm going to watch people play soccer. Do we? I'm, yeah. I'm large. Oh, wait, Brad, are we going to see you on the news for screaming at the coach or something like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Brad, are you that kind of dad? Or are you just like, oh, my no, kids no, scored I, that I sit goal. on the bleachers and read Twitter for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, that was a sad note to end. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Cats in the cradle. Dang. Were there the <laughs> any last questions for uh, Brad before we go? Yeah. Um, Still mad about RTX, Brad. <laughs> uh, Deritz over on YouTube is asking, uh, can hamsters eat tater tots? Probably. <laughs> no, no, they can't eat tater tots. Are you sure? Oh, they can. It's okay. They can nibble on it. Don't fret if they do. But you shouldn't feed them tater tots. That's a reference to my Twitter from last night. My All wife right. made me Google that. Wait, what? My wife made me Google that last night because she wanted to give my daughter's hamster a tater tot. <laughs> Dude, you do that. You do the tater tot, you can end up like our hamster, okay? That's because that's why I was like, hey, I have a tater tot. Got your big I, I just know right fries, away, made me Google it, man. I'm like, even if it doesn't kill it, that thing will have like. Ex- I don't want to see what a hamster with explosive diarrhea looks like. That's what I was thinking of. Running on the wheel. You can't tell the difference. <laughs> These little tiny pellets. The pellets probably get a little mushier. I just kind of, there's no difference. That's funny. Uh, no, no, no outstanding questions. Let's uh, let's take it out. All right. Uh, where are my notes here? All right, here we go. There it is. Look at this. In time and everything. I'm not, no, 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 I'm well. a stall. I'm a stall. How much more time you got, Brad? You got two minutes. We got two minutes here. Uh, any news on Ryzen embedded SOC? Mm, I, I have no idea. No. It's something I don't really pay that much attention to, so it's yeah, just same. not that, not, you know, pretty, I mean, that's lower in probably this uh, Athlon part, almost, in a way. I would right. guess. Oh, we got a minute now. Yeah. Uh, Take it right to the end. Samsonite says, level one tech posted a video today, uh, how to improve memory handling on Threadripper 2. Have you seen it? I have not. I'm uh, kind of... Been con- stuck here? Been stuck here doing other stuff. So I'll have to go look. Uh, also, Whiskey Omega on Twitch says, uh, we should we should title the next episode, The Full Hamster. Oh, The Full Hamster. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> also, I was wrong. Steve is at... TechSpot, not um, digital trends, right? I get that. Yes. I don't know why. Yes. I think they have similar colors. <laughs> is that right? They're, both blue. They're, both, They're blue. both blue. Yeah. yeah, I see blue. Blue's the same. It's, that's it. Uh, last question. They both do good work. Halstein's uh, asking, is AMD going to re-release the RX 580 uh, at 15% faster? XX? RX 580 XX? I doubt it because they just did rename it earlier this year where they said, you know, it's, what is it? The 580X now, I believe. That's what you're joking about. And the only difference was uh, it had up-to-date drivers. So the fact that they went through the name change makes me think they're not going to bother pushing something out anytime soon. I don't think we're, they're going to need to because I don't think we're going to see uh, 2060 in the near future anyway. Yeah. Okay, up. Let's do it. Okay. Check back next week for your fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review every time you do. Hayden gets... Beard gets longer. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, sure. One day I'll look like Brad. <laughs> one day. Mine's stalled. This is as far as it goes. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to look like ZZ Chop. <laughs> yeah. Also, you can listen to us on Google Play or Stitcher. Sing questions and comments, please, because all I get is spam to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Mong with Brad Charkas. Adios. Hayden Dingman. Goodbye, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray's going to hit the off switch. Uh, go watch our video, M Cable, on YouTube. Go do it. Check it out. I dare you. Bye. <laughs>